Blog Talk Radio. The views expressed on The Secret to Everything are not necessarily those of the host, the co-host, or our guest. All medical information given is for informational purposes only and is not intended to diagnose any disease or condition. Please see your medical doctor or qualified health practitioner if you have any further questions. And as always, thank you for listening. You are about to hear secrets. Secrets about life, love, hidden mysteries, spirituality, frequencies, energy healing, science, alternative health, money and abundance, and much, much more. Secrets that most others don't know, but are now here being revealed to you. Listen carefully and be open to learning the secret to everything. And now, here's your host, Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. Good Wednesday evening to everyone. Hi, this is Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, and I have with me, I believe, my co-host, Walt. Walt, are you there? I am. (laughs) So the first thing I want to talk about is an absolutely amazing thing that kind of had an organic start, and that is uh, Miss Ms. Lorraine Jordan, the amazing Lorraine Jordan, who's a phenomenal UK music artist, um, came into my path a number of years ago through one of my programs, and um, she's a very talented artist, and that I, you know, I listened to her music back then, and I thought she was phenomenal, and we came back in touch when I came back to the work and began practicing again and getting out there, and I just thought, hmm, it never hurts to ask. So I asked Lorraine, I said, Lorraine, how do you feel about writing a theme song for the Secret to Everything radio show and the brand, because it's part of my brand, and so surprisingly and shockingly, she said, sure, I'd love to, and she did, and so tonight we're going to, it's a very special night, because we have Kevin here, of course, but um, it's also a very special night because... um, we have the debut of the Secret to Everything song written by Lorraine. And I know some of you have heard it here in the 21-day program, but really we haven't put it super out there. And we added an extra special thing. This is the version that is actually many, many frequencies embedded um, under this track. So it's kind of a double whammy. And Lorraine's beautiful, beautiful voice. Um, so I don't know if uh, right now you want to talk a little bit about Lorraine before we play this song. Well, and tell us a little bit about her. I think that'd be great. Lorraine Jordan's music has been described as Celtic soul, as you could hear. Um, she is a singer, songwriter, musician who takes the influences of her Irish roots and love of traditional ballads and combines them with her unique contemporary style to create an intoxicating and thought-provoking set of original songs. She has released four solo CDs, and her fifth album is due out this year. Born in uh, Wales to Irish parents, Lorraine was steeped in traditional music from a young age. Um, She has toured extensively through Europe 
and has a growing audience in the United States and Australia. If you'd like to learn a little bit more about Lorraine, you can go on her website, LorraineJordan.net, and she has some uh, amazing songs on there you can listen to, and also purchase if you are interested in doing so. Can you see? Can you hear? Can you feel? Something stirring from within Distant drums Sounding out The gathering moment of This there is no question And I want to dance and sing And I want to spread my wings Oh, I want to fly Thompson uh, coming on, and we will be taking calls, and he may be doing a few readings. We're going to um, definitely dig into his biography and kind of pick his brain and see what's going on before we go to the um, phones, but we will try to get you kind of in the order that you called in with your questions and possibly even for a reading. And so we're going to go to a little bit of a break so I can figure out which person, if Denver has... Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, NDCNH, is the best-selling author of the ebook The Secret to Everything, Manifesting the Life You Desire, now available on Amazon. She has practiced naturopathic medicine for over 20 years. She is a gifted intuitive, medium, empath, paranormal investigator, and remote viewer. She travels and gives classes and lectures across the country as well as taking limited private clients. Trained in many modalities of healing, Dr. Kimberly has been practicing energy healing exclusively for the last 10 years. Dr. Kimberly has the ability to raise your vibration 
in person or long distance, and as a result, change everything in your life for the better, forever. A gifted transformationalist, she has developed TEB, or Transformational Energy Balancing, in order to facilitate permanent and rapid healing in her clients. Her desire is to be your last healer. And now, the host of The Secret to Everything, Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. Well, do you, I pray you have Kevin's bio at least because I don't have it up. I'd have to dig for it. Do you I, have his bio? Yes, I do. Of course, I do. I'm always here. We're back to being professional. You know, We're back to being professional. <laughs> That's right. Uh, alrighty. Well, we have Kevin Thompson, and Kevin by day is a lieutenant with the Madison County Sheriff's Department. During his off hours, he is lead investigator and founder of the Madison County Paranormal Research Society and co-host of the Buzz radio show. Kevin has been actively investigating paranormal activity and consulting for over 18 years, being a graduate of the pilot program of Dr. William Everest as a co-founder of the Huntsville Ghost Walk. He has been interviewed numerous times for his expertise and is in high demand for his insightful investigations, spiritual insight, and love of new paranormal gadgetry. Joking, that is, he is on the low side of the high-tech uh, arena, I guess. Kevin strives to bring his love of ghost hunting, storytelling, and all things paranormal to the public. Also, Kevin and I are friends on Facebook, which I did not know until we didn't do the show last week, and he posted something on there about not being on the show. So welcome, Kevin. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That's well, so you weird. You guys are friends. So you're like Facebook friends. You're not real friends, right? No, we're real we Facebook friends. We are real friends. friends. <laughs> oh, you, all? you already knew each other? Well, no, but he's like family now. The way he read my bio with such vigor and such life, it's like he was sitting right here in the room with me. Well, I want to start out with kind of a weird, um, I don't want it to be all about me, I want it to be all about Kevin, and I know you guys call in for Kevin, because we all know you guys can talk to me anytime, and you can talk to Walt anytime, but um, and I think we're going to be bringing TJ on, too, in a second. Um, Denver, she's 509, if you want to open her mic, oh, okay, you're talking to her right now, but uh, the first thing I want to talk about Kevin is, Kevin actually provided an amazing, mystical, divine confirmation for me because I stepped out of the work and the work that I'd been doing psychically and with paranormal groups and my healing work for a period of about one and a half to two years, and that's probably another like eight shows in itself, so I'm not going to go into the why of that, but all of a sudden it was like lightning, like it was just this call to come back, and I was just literally called back to the work like now, and I stepped forth and I stepped forth quickly and blindly, but with like 110% assurance that this is, you know, what I was supposed to do and that I was needed and I was desired and I had, you know, something to do in this field and continue in this field. And so the very, 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 very first radio show, and we'll talk about his radio show a little bit more too, that I came back on, and Kevin knows this, was Kevin's show on Z Talk Radio. And what is the name of your show again, Kevin? The Buzz on Z Talk Radio. Yeah, The Buzz, of course. The Buzz on Z Talk Radio. How can I forget that? <laughs> <laughs> it's like such a memorable name. So I came back on with him and his co-host, and 
um, you know, I'm used to having like 300 callers or whatever. And so we quickly made our way through the callers as, you know, kind of like you guys, like we don't have 300 callers. Most people listen to the archives. I don't know if that's how your show is, but that's kind of how this show is. And um, so we went through some callers and we talked about a lot of great stuff. And I don't even know how it came about, but I'll kind of let Kevin pick it up from here. But um, basically, um, either I asked Kevin or Kevin asked me, and maybe you remember Kevin because I don't, um, you know, if there's anything they wanted, you know, me to do for them, or I guess I don't remember. How did that happen? Do you remember how that went down from here on out? Well, actually, we went to a commercial break. You had just finished with a caller, and we went to a commercial break. And I, I had asked you, I was like, well, if we don't have another caller when we come back right away, would you mind, you know, doing a reading for me and Molly? So, you know, I proceeded to, I don't remember who I read first, you know, it was you or Molly, but, um, you know, Kevin had a situation, and like I said, he, he'll tell it better because it's from his perspective, which I find so interesting, so I'm going to let him pick up the story. But, and, and I'll let him fill in the middle, but the end result of this was that it was such, it was like the hand of God type confirmation for me, what happened, you know, that day, that night, and then what happened the next day was like, bam, you are right where you're supposed to be. You are doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing in exactly the time period that you're supposed to be doing it in. But I'll let Kevin tell you. <laughs> Don't you like how I dump this on you, Kevin? I'll let Kevin kind of tell you the middle part of the story, and then we'll, it'll be all about Kevin, I promise. But I've been teasing people oh. that I tell them a story on this show. No, it doesn't all have to be about me. I'm rather boring myself. Um, right. It, it, well, it's kind of a long story, Dr. Kim, but I think it's worth a listen. We had been attempting. We were a new administration. Uh, my partner and I had just gotten promoted in November to operations uh, lieutenant's positions. And I had had this dream for years of creating three offices within the corrections department, an intelligence unit and a new classifications unit, and a disciplinary unit, uh, you know, all, all in the investigations wing. And it had always been laughed off. So once we got promoted and it finally got into a position to be able to do it, we met with such incredible resistance. H have you ever just met that type of resistance that you're not even sure where it's coming from, but everybody is just against you trying to stop you from doing something that you've dreamed about? Oh, I have, absolutely, 100%. Yeah, and, and that's where we were. We're like, my God, we really, really, really need this program. And our superiors were like, no, 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 you're not going to do it. You're not going to do it. Please, please, please. You know, and we were, you know, damn near begging. So I had, you know, I had just had it. You know, I had kind of shelved it for a few days. And that's when... Uh, did the show come on? And, you know, you were doing readings, and I felt really connected. The energy was good, and, you know, everything was perfect, all in the perfect position. And I was like, Dr. Kim, we, you know, if we don't have a caller coming up next, can, you know, what, what do you say? You know, let's, let's you know, let, let's do this. And I remember specifically what you said. I had kind of explained in general terms about what was going on, very general terms, because I didn't want to get too detailed. I wanted to see where you would take it, what you would do with it. And you said, well, yeah, I see the resistance. I'm going to clear the energy for you, but you guys go ahead and keep talking. We're going to keep talking because I work the best when 
I'm talking. Does <laughs> <laughs> this sound familiar? Yeah, absolutely, and everybody knows me. that It really throws people for a loop because one of the things, the reasons people don't like having healers or, you know, energy workers on the air is because a lot of them work in silence. And as we all know, messed up radio doesn't make good radio, but what's worse than messed up radio is dead air in radio, so definitely. <laughs> so, you know, you, you you did what you did, and we kind of, if I remember right, we kind of talked off air after the show went off and, you know, me, you, and Molly had shared for, you know, a good 20, 30 minutes. The next day, I, I, I will never, ever forget this. The next day, I'm sitting in my office, and the chief calls me into his office. And it was one of those weeks already. I was like, oh, crap. What is it? What the heck more can happen? He, well, I walk in, he calls my partner in there, so she sits down, I sit down, and, you, you know, it's one of them gut-wrenching moments, like, what else can go wrong? He looks at me, and he goes, you know, Kevin, I've, I've been thinking about these programs. I'm just going to go ahead and do it. I'm going to let you guys do it. He goes, I, I don't know why I was so dead set against it, but I was laying in bed last night, and I was thinking about it, and it was like a weight was lifted off of me. I don't even know why I was so against this. So if you guys think you can make it work, go ahead. The floor is yours. And I was absolutely stunned. I'm still stunned. I mean, I'm, um, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, goose pimpling up right now just talking about it because it was, I, I can't describe it, Dr. Kim. Everything was in the right place at the right time. And after you did what you did, I mean, he described it almost like it was absolutely on time. As soon as we went off the air and you, me, and Molly spoke, he doggone near pinpointed the time. Wow. And he's like, I don't know why. He goes, I guess it's that energy stuff that you talk about or those ghosts that you talk about. But he goes, <laughs> I, I, he goes, it's like a weight's lifted off of me and I see the need for it. So if you guys can make it work, you go right on ahead. Now, the story doesn't end there, and, and I'm not going to take up a lot of time with it, but I think that it's important that, that you and the listeners know, and I shared this with you last week on the phone, think about this. When you do what you do, and you work with people, and you help heal them, and you clear these energies, it opens, it opens up so much more than you realize because due to the institution of our intel unit inside the jail, in large part due to what you did, we are actually solving crimes inside of our facility now. People, we are discovering crimes that are occurring. We're able to, to gather the intel. I can't go too much in detail, but we're gathering the intelligence needed for our investigators to actually solve robberies, swindles, um, you name it, they're solving it due in large part to the intel unit, which you had a part in helping to create. Wow. That brings tears to my eyes because, and it's not just about me. I mean, there's a bigger lesson for all of us. It's that ripple effect, and you know this too, Kevin, you know, working how you do, but it's like, 
you know, like I said, I, you know, I went back on your show. It was my first show. You know, I knew I was called back. I didn't quite know why, and that was just, it meant so much to me, and because, partly because of you giving me the opportunity to be on your show, you being open and vulnerable and sharing your need, and then having that sign of confirmation, which came through you to me, I feel that you, and I want to say this, I, I don't think I've directly said this to you, I've kind of indirectly said it, but I want to say thank you to you because now there are thousands of people and there will be thousands and thousands more because I'm not, I'm not going to quit until I retire, which won't be for a long time, <laughs> but, um, you know, that are being affected by that confirmation on my work because we all know, you know, things could have gone down many, many different ways. <laughs> you know, if I'd gone on your show and there'd been no callers and we're just like, let's just call it and, you know, you know, it just could have turned out a lot of different ways so I just really appreciate the opportunity and I definitely think it was a divine appointment and it was by no accident that we met or were brought into each other's lives so it's equally powerful both ways and I just kind of wanted to share that but um, that's for every one of you you know it's the tiniest tiniest things you do you never know how big an effect or how many people you're going to affect and another thing that I've been teaching a lot about and I know and, I'm, and Kevin and I will talk more about this um, in a second, and hopefully Walt and TJ will join the conversation as well, but it's showing up as who you are. When you show up, when you get really, really clear about who you are and your abilities, no matter what those abilities are, whether you're an excellent accountant or an awesome mom or dad, or it doesn't have to be supernatural gifts or abilities, it can be just showing up as who you are. That's when you're your most powerful. It's not being jealous of other people. It's not trying to be someone else. It's not trying to imitate or recreate what someone else is doing. But when you really stand in your power and show up as who you are, magic happens, you know, and it's the same with Kevin in his program, in his creation of that. And it's the same with me, and it's also the same with you guys. So it's really, really important that you start showing up as you and showing up fully. And also when you get those intuitive hits, you know, Kevin was guided to connect with me, and I don't even remember how that happened, to be honest, Kevin. But, you know, it's, it's this whole chain of events where there's an obedience to that inner urging in it, you know, kind of in that. You know, if I hadn't listened, you know, there's just all those if, 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 if. And so don't let there be all those ifs or any ifs in your guys' lives. You know, follow those intuitions because we're all intuitive and we're all connected to the same energies. Some of us just have a little bit higher developed sense of skills, which brings us back to the wonderful and amazing <laughs> Mr. Kevin Thompson. So I'm going to open up the questioning. Um, you know, Kind of, would you kind of share with us, you know, you were born uh, with abilities, right, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So you were born, and kind of tell us about that, and at what age or when did you become aware that you had different abilities, or maybe they weren't so different, because I think you shared with me and your family, you also had family members that you were aware mm -hmm. of that had these abilities, too. So could you kind of start at the beginning with that? Oh, boy. <laughs> um. I, I guess, you know, to me, it was never anything unusual. I, I'd always felt things from people, you know, and spoke with, with, with spirits. And I wasn't, you know, at the time, I wasn't aware of what was going on. I do remember having an imaginary friend who got me into trouble quite often. And it turned, as it turns out, he was not so imaginary because he would leave physical evidence around the house. And my mother finally, you know, well, let, let, me, let me kind of preface it by saying I started realizing that people weren't seeing or hearing the same things that I was. And 
as as I began to tell people this, you know, oh my God, it's the weird kid. You know, don't don't play <laughs> with the weird kid. And that really started to get to me after a while. So my mother kind of sat me down and said, listen, you can't be telling everybody about this. We've got to keep this to ourselves. Here's the story. And and as it turns out, without going into a long, drawn-out um, history, all the female members on my mother's side at one point or another had abilities. They were, e- they were either empaths or they were mediums. And her mother did it. She would just look at you and tell you what was going on in your life that day down to the minute. Here's what you did. Here's what you just did. Here's what you did yesterday. My God, you could never lie to my grandmother, no matter how hard you tried. And she would even go so far as to when I was in the military, she would call me and say, here's what you did today. And I'm like, oh, my God, Grandma, would you stop it? Do you not realize these phone lines are monitored? You're going to get my butt in a load of trouble. Um, oh, mother- wow. He knew <laughs> what you did, like even when you were in the military. Hey, That's crazy. Denver, Kimberly, Walt, am I open to talk to everyone? Okay, yeah, you're kind of interrupting. I know you don't know because the board's messed up, but Kevin? yes, you're on. Your mic's open. I'm not hearing anyone. Okay, well, wait, hold on, you guys. I have to text her. Hold on, because she doesn't, she can't hear us. <sighs> hold on. Dr. Kimberly, were, were you hearing me talk to her, too? No, you're um, no. No. Okay, no, I, I can hear you on the, the we can all hear you. I don't know if we can hear Walt, but um, we can I'm hear. Here. Yes, we can hear Walt. Look, everything okay. seems to be working okay, except for TJ's weird. TJ uh, keeps going to mic open, and even though her mic's open and I'm in the screening room, I can hear her. Right. <laughs> but yeah, so something's messed up there. Okay, I'm sorry, Kevin, to interrupt you. So we were talking oh, no. about, and this is your yeah. grandma, right? So your grandma was yeah. able to tell you, even though she, you weren't talking to her or sharing any specific things with her, she was able to tell you things you were doing or what was going on? Is that what you were saying? Oh, absolutely. You you could not lie to her. Um, she would just look at you and say, no, this is exactly what you did. And, boy, it was frustrating, especially, you know, in your teen years. Um, my, my mother would, would do the same thing, but she was a little more quiet about it. Um, she would get dreams. She would get visions. And usually they were something of a prophetic nature. Wow. And um, I remember one time that she did, do you remember the Atlanta murders when they were killing the young boys? Yes, I do. Back in the um, 80s, right? My mother actually called the FBI and, and told wow. them, um, suspect gave them a drawing. Um, I do not know what they ever did with that, but it kind of started a chain of events um, in, in my life. So she taught me not to be afraid of it, but don't get crazy with it, if I'm making sense. Be yes. careful who you share this with, because you know, not everybody has the same motivations as we do. So I actually mm-hmm. began to see it as something that was unnatural, or something had to be wrong with me if this wasn't something I could share with everybody. And it just kind of kind of took off from there. 
but my family had always had a foot in, in either world at, at all times, but it kind of came through my mother's female side of the family. Um, since there were no females born to my mother, my brother and I share it. Interesting. That's so interesting. Because we talk a lot in the work I do, and we don't relate it to other things necessarily, but, you know, obviously abilities are handed down, you know, in the genetic line and in the DNA and even these extraordinary, you know, different abilities. And I'm kind of jealous, but yet, even though you have the what I thought would always be the ideal situation, you know, which is growing up in a family where it's known, it's acknowledged, it's accepted, even you keep saying and I've heard you say it a couple times, that you still felt weird. Even though you were affirmed, um, as my children are affirmed in our home, and they don't feel, well, they probably feel weird, but they're affirmed and they feel weird and they're okay with it. <laughs> but in my home, it was like a total secret, and it was hidden. And I always share, and I don't know if I shared with you, but I've shared many times with different audiences that, you know, two years ago is the first time that I ever told my mom that I could see ghosts. And, like, she doesn't know half of all the other stuff and I probably will never tell her but because people can't handle that they just can't they don't believe it they can't handle it and they have strong strong judgments about it so am I correct in saying Kevin that even though you grew up in this more supportive um, type of family situation that you still struggled kind of internally with it yes um, because you had so many people in your ear telling you well that's weird that's wrong Um, the biggest one it's of the devil so we need to cast this demon out of you. Um, oh, my goodness. Um, so so many different types of rejection. And after a while, that really begins to wear on you. And I think maybe that's what I struggled with was the social rejection. Because back then, it, the people are much more open to it now. But back then, you know, you were weird or I have something to hide, so I don't want you near me in case you read that. Right, mm-hmm. absolutely, and I and I like how you, I mean, I don't like it, but back then, um, you know, that is the most common one, and I don't know if you've ever been exercised or attempted to be exercised, but people have attempted to exercise me a couple times, and I regretfully informed them it never worked. I mean, I didn't tell them it didn't work, but I still had my abilities, and they even seemed to get stronger every time people tried to get rid of them. It's almost like they came in in full force, and maybe that's just a rebel in me, but so it's so funny. That's kind of what changed my mind about the religious aspect of it, to be honest with you. I'm like, these are God-given abilities, and they are not of the devil, you know. Um, they are inherent. They're just, they just are. And I kind of changed my perspective and started stepping into the, that power more when, when I kind of had that switch. So it's not about religion. It's about really who you are. And so at what age did you start to um, change or embrace that part of you? When did that become something that was useful or okay with you or that you kind of, I call it coming out of the closet to an extent? Mm-hmm. Um, boy, it was kind of touch and go for a while. I would have to say probably, probably right around the age of 20, honestly, if, if I'm to be honest about it. And it was, it was kind of touch and go there for a while. And, and, and here's why, because I had, so many people telling me that this is evil, this is wrong, this is the devil. You know, shut up about it. And like you said, you know, they would try, attempt to exercise you. And I seriously, on several occasions, I prayed to God, God, if this is evil, if it's something wrong, I'm asking you to take it from me. 
don't want to do this. I don't want to deal with this anymore. And it never occurred. So I actually began to see it kind of like a gun. A gun sitting here on the table is neither good nor evil. It's what it happens in the hands of the user. If it's something evil, I'm not going to be able to use it for good. If it's something good, I'd never be able to use it for evil. God hands these gifts to people that he knows is going to be responsible and mature and exercise his will, pardon the pun. He's, he's going to use it to his will. If it's a gift from God, he's not going to let you use it for evil because he's given it to you for ministry. And so that's how I began to reconcile this with myself. What am I doing with this since God will not remove it? He must want me to use it. So what am I going to do with this? The only thing you can uh, do, Dr. Kim, is help people. Kevin, um, did you, was it your, your own family that said it was evil, or was it people outside of your family? Um, it was outside the family. Okay. Um, we 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 were raised um, we we were raised up in in the Christian uh, church, and once they began to even get a clue or an inclination of what we were able to do, um, the persecution began. And uh, eventually, well, I left to the military. Eventually, my parents eventually just left the church. Okay. So you were persecuted in church for who you guys, really who you were, I mean, through no choice. It's not like you guys, like, went after those gifts or went after those abilities. They just were part of your family and part of each one of you in different ways. And so you were basically persecuted or, or you know, shunned or whatever, harassed for being you, right? Um, absolutely. Essentially, yes. Uh, in wow. fact, they actually pulled my parents in front of a church panel and held kind of a, for lack of better terms, um, an inquisition. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> hey, I mean, Kevin, have you noticed um, sometimes the Christian church, they don't realize that they are saying the same thing but in a different way, like that some of these gifts are um, Jesus did uh, speak about them, or that um, the, the way the Bible is written, it's an interpretation. A lot of um, Christianity, I noticed, like I, I was born again Christian, and now I don't really consider myself one, but I'm noticing that it's, a lot of it's just the terminology that's different between, say, some New Age type uh, practices and Christianity. I mean, have you noticed that too, that like, well, look, I'm saying the same thing, but I'm calling this energy or God, you're calling it, you know, Jesus Christ or whatever. Absolutely. Um, I, I utilize a, a lot of scripture when, when, I, when I talk to people to kind of show them exactly what you just described. We're speaking the same language, we're just getting a different interpretation. Exactly. Uh, um, for example, um, I, today I am a practicing Jew. And they're very much more open and accepting of this. But when you talk to Christian circles, I describe a lot of things that Jesus did. Um, here's a good example. When the disciples were on the boat, 
and the boat was rocking, the storm was raging. They looked out on the ocean, and they saw Jesus walking towards the boat on the water. What was the first thing they said? It's a ghost. Um, <clears throat> it's a spirit. I'm trying to think. When, what was the first thing exactly. they said? When Oh, a ghost. Yeah. They said, yeah. it's a ghost, or are you a ghost? Right. Didn't they say something like that? Yeah, I mean, it, it, to, to them, that was a common practice of the time. Seeing spirits, communicating with spirits, was not an unusual thing. When Jesus was crucified, and he returned, and he spoke with his mother and Martha inside the cemetery, they were even unaware that it was him. They said, what is this spirit that comes? When he reappeared to the disciples, he was reappearing in a spiritual form. So why should it be unusual today to encounter spirits or to communicate with spirits if it was not an uncommon thing back then? But that is the foundation that they're laying. They're standing on Scripture by saying this is wrong, this is evil, but it was something that was common practice even back then. Exactly, exactly. So do you find yourself um, sometimes, uh, like, for example, if you're speaking in Morning and Christians, you speak to them in a different way that they can I understand. Do. I, you have and to. if you're talking New Age, you know, you talk to them in a different way they can understand. But you're saying the same Absolutely. thing. A- absolutely. Um, different language for different cultures. Um, oh, there's, there's. Yeah, amazing. I love that. And I absolutely love that. That is so. It's just so interesting to me. And it, kind of the parallel, taking it over a little bit more into my world, just for a second. I find a similar thing goes on in you know commonly charismatic churches. So you know the laying on of hands. You know, I when I work in person, which I don't do as much, but I still do live events and I work in person. Basically, I'm putting my hands in someone's energy field and putting my hands on their body. It's very similar in my book to what churches call laying on of hands. Or um, I don't know if you guys have ever gone or heard of charismatic churches where they do the word of prophecy. And they look across the congregation, and they're like, God is saying that someone here has arthritis. Would you stand for prayer? Hello? I mean, how is that any different from what I do, for example, pick up on the energy? I don't pick up on it. I see it. But, you know, in a different way, you know, and to me they're just expressing it within a church building, you know, or within a synagogue or within a whatever, a new age group or whatever you want to say. They're just expressing it in a different place. It's the same, kind of what Denver was saying I agree with, it's the same energy. I mean, we're all made up of the same stuff. We all have the same abilities to open up some of those abilities to different degrees. It's just so interesting. I want to turn a corner a little bit and get back into kind of your life journey. And and so you talk about going in the Army. How did you, how did you end up using, how did this bridge happen where you ended up actually using and becoming part of programs where you utilized your psychic or intuitive abilities or your remote viewing? And we may want to dig a little into that as well. Oh, good Lord. Um, Operation Grill Flame. Um, It was, honestly, it was purely by accident on my part. I had no idea what was going on at the the beginning stages of it. Um, It was a very, very slow process. I'm not even sure exactly how I was selected. I, when I when I enlisted, I enlisted for military intelligence. We were going to go. We were going to be signal interceptors, and so they began the training with Morse code. And I know it sounds strange. But just follow me on this. 
they wanted to actually see how we would respond to very repetitive sound. So we would sit there and listen to Morse code and attempt to decode it for hours. Little did I know that they were actually watching how you responded to repetitive trance-like sounds. There, our company was made up of, I'm going to guess, probably about 120 people, and they selected about 20 of us and set us aside in a separate program, and they called us the pit crew, personalized intensive training. Every morning when we got up, they would all go off to training. We would go to a separate facility, and they would continue testing. But what they began to do was, for example, they had what would they called the floating room. It's not floating like, you know, maglev floating. It was just like a giant elevator that was suspended by cables, but it was a very large room. They didn't want it touching any walls. There was a table in the center, and they would sit there with you, and they would start showing you these slides of locations. And they would tell you, begin to close your eyes and imagine yourself going to this location. Kind of like guided imagery. Now, this was about the end of 86, beginning of 87. About a month later, they began to show us slides of people. Okay, we need you to find this person. Go to where this person is in your mind and begin to describe where you are. It was a right about that point, Dr. Kim, that they really began to pour on the pressure. And they would just begin to get almost hostile with you if you couldn't do what they wanted you to do. And it makes sense now that stress was part of the program the more they stressed you, the more you would be able to produce because they were trying to get your emotional energy excited. They wouldn't do it with uh, fear. They wouldn't do it with intimidation. They would just stress you and put you in stressful situations. Um, it, would, it would get more and more and more. But they would start stretching the time out about four hours, maybe five hours, then they would take you out, take you to lunch. You weren't allowed, once the program got advanced, about four or five months into it, you weren't allowed to associate with anybody at the PX. You couldn't go to the commissary. You had to stay within this little area. They called it uh, A-level. You had A-level, B-level, and C-level. And then they just began to intensively train you. Um, it was, it was remote viewing is what it was, but we didn't know it at the time. We were just a bunch of young kids. They would um, give you specific targets. Each one of us had a specific target, and they'd never give you a name. You had to come up with the name yourself. You had to come up with the location. They would put a map on the table, tell you, okay, show us where this man is. If you pass that, then they would give you actual targets. Like they would show you... Um, some specialist, and you had to take the map of the fort where we were, and you had to pinpoint where they were. Um, specialist Thompson, he's sitting in the commissary right now. He's, you know, he's at the Taco Bell. Boom, he's right here. Um, you know, Dr. Kim, I'm seeing her. She's at such and such location. She's out in the woods. 
this and this intersection, boom, she's right here. Okay, what is Dr. Kim holding? You know, well, she's holding a basket of kittens. Well, I see one black, one beige, one white. You know, where's Walt? Oh, he's somewhere. I am, he's, she's running the board. I see a <laughs> instrument in front of him. Yeah. <laughs> and it would get real intense like that. Okay, now, tell us what Walt's holding. What is he holding in his hand? I, I don't know. Damn it, I need to know what Walt is holding. You know, and they're just, oh, my God, you know, please, please wrap my skull in duct tape. That way when my head explodes, I'll have all the pieces. Um, so you know, what, it was, what was the purpose of what, in your opinion, you know, I don't, I don't assume that they're telling you necessarily what the purpose is. So was this just like an experiment to test your guys' abilities? Were they really trying to handpick people to get further information? Um what, in your opinion, was the purpose of this exercise? Uh, well, uh, uh, probably about two years later, we found out um, they, they would slowly start revealing more information. And I actually happened upon this by myself. We were a military wing of a civilian program. The program was Sun Street. We were the military wing of that. It was an experiment, but they really were trying to select people to do psychic warfare. Um, oh, wait. We do psychic? Wow. You just caused the thing that you're going to cause me a lot of problems with in my programs, and I'm going to get a lot of questions about, thank you, Kevin because <laughs> that is the other, kind of the other flip side that I don't talk about a lot because, you know, I'm trying to teach people how to step into their power, kind of to take control of their lives and uh, learn to manipulate energy, to put it bluntly, um, you know, for light and for the benefit, you know, healing and, you know, abundance and manifestation and all those great things, you know, improvement in their relationships. But this is what I just said to my girls either this morning or yesterday, Kevin. I know you'll totally understand this. I just said to my girls, I said the most skilled people in this industry are not in consciousness, are not in any sort of light. The most skilled people are actually the ones that work black magic and darkness. And I want to change that. That's one reason why I think I've been brought forth at this time. I think you've been brought forth at this time and others, well, you know, and different people. I think we need to turn kind of the tide, and we need to be super, super, super good at what we do, you know, and not necessarily for exactly psychic warfare, but bringing light to the planet and bringing this, the, you know, energy manipulation, I guess, from the other side. What are your thoughts on that? I, I have to agree, but look where I'm standing today, utilizing something that I've always had, and I feel that the military in, in kind of gave me, a, you know, as, as harsh as it was, the training that I would need to take it the next step further and help people today, all things work to the glory of God. All things, regardless of how they're manipulated, God is not going to let a gift of his be utilized wrongly. Right, Kevin, do you think they were, the, they were trying to train you? And, and like you said, you were, you, had, you were at a certain level, and then as you learned more, you moved up. Um, mm -hmm. Train you to... For instance, next thing you know, you're you may be going overseas, or or you may be sitting there going, "All right, where is uh, you know the this guy who is a, a sniper for for instance, or 
where is you know someone that you know an enemy of the United States, where would that person be? Do you think they were is trying that? to train you eventually to get to a point where you would be more of intelligence? And, well, that's where they seem to be going with us. It was mostly locating people and locating objects and tell us exactly where they are, what they're doing. Um, we, as far as I'm aware of, we never harmed anybody. Mm-hmm. In fact, I, I was not the best remote viewer. So they said, well, listen, <laughs> Kevin, we're taking you. You're actually going out into the field. If we get you closer to the object, you'll probably do better. So we mm-hmm. ended up overseas. Hey, on, hey on, Kevin, on I have school. one question for you outside sure. of, of this topic. Um, you, you said you work in a, in a jail system, too, too, correct? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And is is there a spirit in the jail that, that tries to constantly get your attention? I would have to say you know, several, yes. Because I, I know as soon as you we, we started this program, I wanted to ask you that question. <laughs> and um, and it was sort of like a friendly spirit, actually. Not, nothing evil or malice, but something in particular that's really just trying to get your attention. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to confirm that. It's, it's probably several, because it gets loud in there. Wow. All right, so we're going to dispel a rumor right now. I just have to say this, because it's a big thing my girls and I talk about all the time. Everyone knows I see about 50, 60, 40% of the time. Depends on the day. Depends on my mood. Depends on what I want to see. <laughs> but my daughter sees 100% of the time. And we always joke, because the typical stereotypical paranormal group, which Kevin will we'll get into that, too. Kevin can speak, to. We're going to take a break. We're going to get back. We're going to take a few callers, and we're going to grow Kevin some more, because this is very entertaining for me, because I love not being on the hot seat with these issues. I love Kevin. Than being on the hot seat. But the whole stereotypical paranormal world that we've seen on Ghost Adventures and the ghost shows that were popular, it's kind of not the fad anymore. It's starting to kind of fade. But it's the jails and it's the, you know, 18th century mansions and it's, you know, the haunted movie theaters and all the stereotypical thing. But we were just joking the other day. We're like, I mean, I drive out of my driveway and I'm like, oh my gosh, why are there like freaking eight spirits standing at the end of our street? Like, what's up with that? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, and my daughter's like my my little one that doesn't see spirits. Well, she does, but not in that way necessarily. But uh, she said, well, at least they're at the end of the street. But my point is, <laughs> they're everywhere. Like they're outside, they're inside, they're in our house, they're in your house, they're in Walmart, they're in the supermarket that they just built, you know, down the road from us. I mean, they're everywhere. They're not in graveyards. They're not just in, you know. Um, like, well, you went to the jail thing. So I think it's so funny in a way that we'll ask that because, yeah, they're in the jails, but they're also in the supermarket. So I just think it's funny. Right. That's my own personal little comment. One of, the reasons I don't on. Ghost hunt. One of the reasons I don't ghost hunt anymore is because, like you just said, it's, it's almost like shooting fish in a barrel because spirits are all around us. They could be in the right. supermarkets, like you said. They could be at the mall. They could be at the gas station. You know, it's just so crazy how many spirits... And, and being sensitive, as you know, to Dr. Kim and, and uh, Kevin, that spirits will just find you out, seek you out anyway. Even though they're at the end of your street, they, they probably were in your house at one time. <laughs> you don't want to know, know that because you try to block that off. But. Oh, that's funny. Okay, so um, 
All right, so let's kind of get back to, okay, so you went through this whole thing in the Army, and we're going to take a break in a second, and we will come back and take some calls, but you went through the Army. <clears throat> At what point did this program end, or were you still in the Army after the program ended? Kind of walk us through how you got involved. I know you're involved in a paranormal group, right? And, you know, now you have basically kind of a paranormal radio-type show on a paranormal type of, well, I don't know, is your whole network paranormal, Kevin, or are there different types of shows? Um, most, mostly paranormal. We're, we're looking for new talent. <laughs> <laughs> I like the laugh. <laughs> um, but don't get any ideas, Walt. <laughs> but, um, just kidding. Kevin, I'll be a guest. Um, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there's a guest for you. But So how did you get from the Army in this program and um, kind of walk us through to, you know, um, you know, investigating the paranormal and having a radio show about the paranormal. And also I'd like to talk to you. You haven't really told us what your abilities are. So we're going to take a break. We're going to leave everybody in suspense because everybody has their um, kind of strong abilities, the things that they're really, really good at. And so we'll talk to Kevin about that in a minute. So we'll be right back. The secret to everything.
you. So welcome back to The Secret to Everything. And we have the amazing and wonderful and gracious um, Kevin Thompson on the air with us. Welcome back, Kevin. And we've been talking about a kind of a smattering of paranormal topics, and I really super hope that Kevin will come back when we have production together and we can um, maybe plan some other topics to get into and talk about even some other things. Um, maybe we'll talk about some of your paranormal investigations and, and get into that a little deeper. But uh, how do you feel about taking a couple calls? Uh-oh. Hello? 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 Can you guys hear me? I hear you. Yes, I hear you. Oh, okay. Kevin, did you hear me? Yes, I do. Oh, okay, wonderful. Okay. So um, let's go to, I don't remember, I have a like, super like, short-term memory loss. So I'm going to go to Nancy, and I don't remember what Denver said that Nancy was calling for, so we'll ask her. Hi, Nancy. Welcome to The Secret to Everything. How are you? Hi, Kim. Hi, Kevin. I'm doing well. Um, okay. So my question is kind of around um, Kevin's backstory and even some of what Dr. Kim was talking about. Uh, and I think I even told you, Dr. Kim, I'm feeling more and more weird because of the different things that I'm experiencing. And I'm like, I kind of like it, but at the same time, I'm really resisting those gifts. And I was mm. just wondering if um, there was any insight or advice to how to get past that. And it's it's not only fear of the social rejection, but just fear of what's going to unfold as a result of sharing. Mm. Like the good stuff. So there's the good part and the helping people like you were talking about and like the ripple effect. And I know, and I have helped people with it, and that's such a good feeling. And so I just, I you know, what's stopping me from just embracing it, marching forward full on, like full speed ahead, and through that resistance. Well, um, Nancy, right? Yes. Well, Nancy, um, here's a, here's a little piece of advice. I think you're kind of at the crossroads. You're kind of at the cusp Mm. right now of simply accepting who you are. Here's an important thing that you need to take with you. At some point, your ministry is going to have to outweigh your pride. Hmm. You're, you're worried about social rejection, and I understand that. I've been there. But you come to a point to where you quit caring about them because God is going to continue to call you and put you in positions to where you're going to use the gifts that he gave you. And he's going to tell you, listen, look at this person suffering. Look at what this person is going through in their lives, and you're the tool that I've put there to fix it. You're going to have to stop caring what these other people say. And, and I'm, I'm, I'll tell you what, Nancy, our time has come. We're not the weird ones anymore. We've got whole networks dedicated to our own shows, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are not the weird one anymore. And, and science I, is backing up. What's that? And science is backing this stuff up. Uh, absolutely. Um Tell me about the attachment that you've got. You, you, you have go. actually had, um, you, you've had uh, some occurrences here lately, especially in about, the, I'm going to say two months. 
that is kind of being began to push you into the direction of actually using your gifts to rid yourself of this attachment. Tell me about that. So that is actually just me do, using that and showing what I can do and being asked and just sharing what I'm seeing and feeling and being um, brave enough to <laughs> step into that and not yeah. spend over the past few months. Um so I guess the funny thing is that my whole life I've been trying to not be weird and I've been trying to fit in, I guess, and I can see, you know, logically that there was nothing wrong with me and all of that good stuff. Um, oh, it's just that part wrong. of me that, that that part of me that says, Well wait, you worked so hard to to be quote unquote normal, and now you're like you can't ignore this other stuff, and it's like I don't I don't know. It, it, it's just I feel like I'm being part of me feels like I'm being shoved, and part of me feels like I'm jumping into it. You know. Well, and what I'm, kind of what kind of work do you do? Um, not my nine to five job, right? <laughs> <laughs> That has not a lot to do. Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I was asking what kind of employment or what kind of field do you work in? Do you work in medical or law enforcement? Oh, utility. Utility. I work for an energy company. (laughs) Well, there you go. Pardon the pun, right? (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, Begin to incorporate your abilities or your skills or your your gifts into your work. And, for example, um, I work in law enforcement. I work in the correction side. And you, ha- I have to deal with families a lot. You know, they're looking for their loved ones who are currently incarcerated. They're, they're concerned about them, concerned about their care. And I actually begin to use my abilities to relate to them to kind of dig a little bit deeper into their minds or into their souls and and communicate with them or to commune with them so that I can better understand how to serve them. And that's something that you can do and kind of get your feet wet and kind of begin to develop a comfort level with, for the lack of better terms, like Dr. Kim said, you're kind of coming out with it. If you can show people how valuable your abilities are, they will tend to not reject them as much. Does that make sense? Yes, yeah, it does. Kevin, let me clarify something that I heard you say, which to me is shop talk, which not everyone understands, like you and I totally understand shop talk, but not everyone in the audience, and I'm not sure Nancy understands. Am I misunderstanding what you were asking? And Nancy was right. When you said attachment, were you, were you talking about an entity or an energy that's attached to her? Yes, yeah, a spiritual attachment. And it's actually began right. to try so to I don't think she understood that. She was reading that through, like, spiritual speak, not shop talk. So can you explain, to, can you re-ask your questions so Nancy understands you? Because I know she didn't understand what you were asking her. Um, okay. Um, Nancy, in the last couple of months, have you had strange things out of the ordinary begin to happen to you? Like, like almost like um, a, a, a haunting of your well, own. She knows me, Kevin, so that already answers your question. Oh. <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. 
Stop. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, um, not nothing more unusual than normal. <laughs> well, what's normal? Um, there you go. Yeah. I've had, yeah, I've had all kinds of. I'll have prophetic dreams. Um, I'll have flashes, visions. I see things. I can hear things. It, it's it's all over the board, honestly. So um, I feel things, know things. It, it it just depends. It's not consistent, and it's been, for you know, that's just how I've been. I mean, it's opening up more and more, but. You, you've, you've actually, here's, here's what I'm seeing, and, and please tell me if I'm wrong, because I'm never 100%. I'm not that proud. But you have had several dreams. There's been a series of violent dreams, but then you've had other dreams where people are trying to talk to you, like you're in a crowd and you're hearing multiple voices, but there are several people who are trying to talk to you at once. Um, well, these, these, these violent dreams have actually been rather disturbing to you. Mm-hmm. I'm just remembering one now. Okay. Well, yeah. uh, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be all personal and then it's your business on the radio. Um, the, 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 the dreams with the voices is, is a attempt at conversation from these spirits who have actually been following you around, but you've got one in particular, something, uh, um, my God, it's something electrical, it's, I'm seeing a curling iron, something to do with a curling iron where your hand has been pushed, pushed into your skin with a curling iron, and again, tell me if I'm wrong. I don't recall that. Um, ask her about, okay, ask, um, I'm to ask you about the woman in your dreams. She's in a crowd, but she keeps trying to step out and talk to you, and she's actually grabbed your right hand in the dream and has attempted to pull you into the crowd. And I something... I, I'm not remembering any of that, and it doesn't mean I didn't dream it, because I, I definitely, you know, I'm, I dream on a regular basis. I'm not one of those people that says I never dream, so I just don't recall that. Okay, well, that's that's what I'm getting. What is the purpose? So the purpose is to is, is to, she she they're trying to introduce you. You've got your you've got your vacancy sign on, and so everybody's trying to buy a room. Does that make sense? <laughs> You're yeah, going to well. have to become comfortable with this because they are not going to wait. What? Oh, and let me point something out that I'm going to affirm that I got when Nancy was speaking. And if every if you guys listen to the replay, you'll hear it. Um, It's happened a couple times during the show. It always happens, almost always happens during the show. Walt and I used to say that it happens um, when we talked about paranormal things, but it doesn't ever since I've came back. Uh, I think the other day, one of the last shows we did, we actually had five words, super super clear, come across as EVPs over the show. But as Nancy speaking, there's a huge electrical field being created because 
uh, there is an energy that keeps trying to talk over her. It's not a very strong energy, or it's not very used to manipulating the energy to talk over in a radio airwave, but there is a spirit that and you can hear, and you can, if you're really sensitive to energy, you can feel it. So I'm hearing and feeling it, but uh, the spirit's actually trying, like around you right now, Nancy, trying to talk over you and past you, not necessarily to you, but possibly <clears throat> to us or, you know, through using the radio or the, you know, internet radio right now. So there's definitely something to that. Um, you know, I, I believe what you're saying, Kevin. The, the, the female energy that, that I'm getting speaks in dreams because it takes the least amount of energy. Because as you're asleep, you're entering a different state of consciousness. Um, you can do the same thing with repetitive sound, and it takes much less energy for them to communicate with you that way, which is why you're seeing the multitude of people in your dreams. I mean, again, I could be completely wrong, but I'm going to start standing on these statements. It just won't go away. Well, I have been um, hearing multiple conversations and things when I meditate, and I likened it to a dream where I don't really remember what was said um, specifically, but it's like I'm flipping through television and just hearing people talk. So I don't know if that's what hey, that welcome is about. Up. <laughs> Welcome aboard. I just heard, it's funny, I just heard she's something, I didn't get the other word, but um, yeah, so they're, yeah, so they're uh, speaking right now, Nancy, so there's definitely spirit around you, um, I would absolutely agree with that, but um, thank you for calling in, that was a great question. I just, I just have one piece of advice for Nancy, is um, just to surround yourself around like-minded people, because I could tell when you're talking to us, you still even feel a little bit strange talking about this, <laughs> but mm-hmm. but um, you you really just need to surround yourself maybe with people who think like you, and there are meetup groups that you can go on and and just meet people for meditation or whatever it is that you you know like to do. But definitely, um, just love yourself and and be open to the, the amazing gifts that you have. Thank you. I appreciate that. Love you, Nancy. Love you. Thank you, Nancy. Yeah, that was great. She's awesome. Okay, so um, before we go to Claire, Claire, we're coming for you. But, um, Kevin, why don't you tell us, so you said, in your opinion, you're not the best remote viewer, yet obviously, I mean, I see a lot. Like, I see things. I'm given images. I hear. I know. I kind of have become more and more as I open myself up to my abilities. I'm pretty multi-sensory now with almost all abilities. But what are your strongest abilities or what do you like to use or what do you use most often? How does information come to you, I guess is what I'm asking. Um, I'm, I, I would have to consider myself a medium. Now, I'm looking in the mirror, so I'm more looking at myself now, more of an extra, extra large. But... Um, my, yeah. my abilities. I just got that up <laughs> I would have to say that I'm I'm a medium. I I was not the best remote viewer. It's not my thing. I I really don't much care for it. It makes me nauseous. So, I communicate with spirits. To put it simple, um, I'm able to communicate with with people and and sometimes you know mingle with their energy and gather their thoughts. Because there's no difference between reading a person and communicating with a spirit. 
because all a spirit is is a person outside the body. So once I right, so that's your strongest. What would be some of your secondary? Do you have secondary? Um, well, you obviously do have remote viewing type. You know how some people would call it remote viewing abilities. You do have that aspect. To you correct? Yes, I do. Okay. Um, but I, I right. really don't care to. I, I don't. I don't like to do it much. I mean, I, I right. will to help a person, but huh? Oh, hi. Yeah, that's one of my things. I do like twenty four seven. Why don't you like it? I'm curious. Oh, I I guess you know I kind of had aversion therapy in the military. You know, that's true. I'm Good point. Like, that's oh. enough said. <laughs> that's true. You kind of had it, yeah, overdone, over remote viewed out of you, kind of. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. All right, let's they go were- and see what uh, what's up with Claire. Claire, you're on Secret to Everything. Thank you for calling. Do you have a question or comment? Um, yes, I am part of the 21-day Frequency Master Program, and it's been amazing. Um, and I've been working, yeah, I've been working kind of on my spiritual growth for the last few years, but I still feel really blocked. And when Dr. Mm-hmm. Kim and others have looked at my energy, they say I have a very chaotic energy field. Um, I don't know, you know, because it's mine, I guess I've always lived with it and adapted to it, but I was wondering <laughs> if you had any suggestions about how I can overcome the blocks and even out my energy field. Good question. Mm. That is a good question. Let, let me let me try to try to connect with you. Okay. Um, are you? And again, please, you know, tell me if I'm getting too personal. But are are you dealing with a, a personal matter of unforgiveness in your life? Because um, you're maybe. holding a serious grudge. Maybe. There's no maybe. It's a yes huh. or no question. Okay. Yes. Um, yes. I, I'm I'm going to point at that, and, and I, I sincerely hope that that uh, that didn't sound rude, but it's oh. been my experience that if you're dealing with unforgiveness. It blocks everything inside of you because you can't get beyond that point. It's kind of like setting speed bumps up in a road. You could be doing 50, but as soon as you hit that speed bump, boom, it's going to slow you down and it's going to, you know, tear up your car. Um, is this person still living? Um, no. You know, you could still make peace with them. You see, and I feel like I have because I understand why the situation ha- situation happened. So I'm surprised it came up, but maybe it's still there and I don't realize it. Well, I, I mean, I, I apologize, Claire, but that's the first that's thing okay. that I picked up. Um, and it's you know you're you're not alone in in that. It's it's fairly common. Maybe you have made peace with it, but maybe they have not. And, okay. and I would probably refer you to perhaps Dr. Kim or uh, a, a medium who is intelligent and responsible to maybe contact that person for you, and you guys talk it out. 
Okay. Because it, whatever this was, it actually hurt you rather deeply. And it was more of a betrayal than it was anything else. You felt betrayed. And, mm-hmm. and how, how could they do this to me? How could they take advantage of me in this? Um, and you dealt with it for a long time. Right. Mm. Uh, I'm not picking up on the other person. I'm just simply picking up on you. Um. Um, you attempted to talk it out with him in real life and, and while they were living. Uh, probably, but, yeah, I don't know if I really did or not. I mean, I, yeah, I would have forgiven them, so. Yeah, you, well, you kind of danced around the issue, but you tried. Um, let's, let's revisit that at, at some point. Do, do a self-examination and soul-searching and find out what it is about this person that keeps bringing you back to that. Once you get this, once you clear these speed bumps out of your road, uh, you're going you're gonna to succeed. Okay. And actually, you have experienced this particular betrayal because you are meant to minister to others in this same exact field. You're not going to be able to minister to those other people until you understand the suffering that you're going to be ministering to. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Why was Jesus always surrounded with sickness? Because that's what he ministered to. So he had to witness it. He had to understand it from the inside out. And that's why this has happened to you. I mean, it's terrible that it occurred, but it's a character builder because you're going to understand it at a deeper level. Combine that with your gifts and your energy work, and you are going to be unstoppable. Do you understand me? Uh, Yes. That sounds great. <laughs> that was cute. <laughs> sometimes I just start rambling. I don't even understand myself. What the heck am I talking about here? <laughs> but I am. But I feel this intensely, Claire. And and I sincerely huh. hope it's been helpful. And I hope I have not come been too forward with you. Oh no, absolutely not. No, that was fine. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Claire. And Claire is used to forward, aren't you, Claire? I know, and she's like that too. You're a lot like that as well, Claire. So thank you so much. Claire, I just have one, right. two, my two cents. Uh, Claire, one there, cent. there are well, a couple things that... Cent. What's that? <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, Claire, there's a couple of things that, that uh, uh, Kevin's absolutely right. Holding a grudge is, is one of the worst things you can do. Um, but there are other things, too, that can also create blockages like negative people around you trying to bring you down or even a job that you may not be so happy to work is also something negative that may be a sign for you to change as well. Okay. All right. Thank you, Walt. Thank you, Claire. <laughs> we'll talk soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank Go you, ahead. Claire, for being patient with me. Yeah, geez, Kevin, I'm not asking you any questions. Forget that. You're now I'll get a taste of my own medicine if I talk to you. <laughs> um, I'm just teasing. You're just like me. I'm just like so blunt. I'm like, do you really want to know? Because I'll let you have it. You know, you're kind of like me like that. I like it. Very cute. Um, I think we have um, Tina. No, she doesn't. Tina, are you there? Right. Tina. And, and it's hard to let go of some special specimen like Pete is, I can see it in my mind, how pretty Uh-oh. he is and yeah. everything like that. So, yeah. I mean, 
Are we on Tina's a delay, Sandra? Tina's listening to the radio instead of the, her phone. That's what's going on. I should open in her mic in a couple minutes because we sound pretty far behind. I don't. I didn't know it was that much of a delay. That's interesting. All right. So, um, well, really quick, while we have Kevin, before we wrap it up and um, let this wonderful man go, do you have any questions you would like to ask him? Uh, no, I don't. But Kevin, it was a great joy having you on, though. Uh, I learned a lot about the military. <laughs> and I learned a lot about us, about other things as well. So it was great having you on. Oh, well, thank you for having me. Thank you for being patient. Kevin is an absolutely wonderful guest. Why don't we talk a little bit about, um, and we'll try to go back to, I'll, I'm going to try to talk to Tina. Tina, if you stop listening uh, to your radio and listen to your phone, we can go to you, but there's a delay on the radio, so you have to listen to your phone, and we, we'll go back to you and see if you're there, because we already kind of, which you probably know by now, called you. But why don't you tell us a little bit how you got into a paranormal team and maybe your favorite story from that before we go back to Tina, then we'll wrap it up. Oh, okay. Um, well, it started off my, my group, Madison County Paranormal Research Society. Um, here in Huntsville, uh, Alabama, we started off just a group of three friends. We had been, you know, I... I had actually got the opportunity to take parapsychology in college. And it's just like a psych degree. What am I going to use this for? You know, so um, here I am in Huntsville, Alabama, and a couple of my friends are like, hey, this, you, ever, you ever do ghost hunts? I'm like, yeah. Well, let's start a group. And it really was that simple. It, there was no, you know, no humanitarian effort. We're going to go help people. It started off just as fun. You know, let's go out. Let's try to get us some EVPs. Let's take some photos. Let's, let's try. Let's see what, what will happen. And it was successful. Slowly but surely, we just started adding members. And little did we know that the whole we were actually achieving will. Because as the group grew and matured, our attitude matured. And we actually began to see the destiny of the group. God began to put more and more and more serious referrals and cases in our path. And the the less mature members actually began to, you know, fall away and go do their own things until I've got my core group that exists today. And we are seriously out there now, not just hunting ghosts for fun, we're actually attempting to help people understand what is going on around them. Um, I hope that, though that was very brief, but I'm trying to keep it concise. My okay, favorite... Okay. Do you help cleanse homes, too? I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Do you cleanse homes as well? Uh, yes, we have two members that... Um, we, we try to serve it, you know... We, we try to serve in every way we can. We do have an energy worker. We've got a private investigator. Um, we've got Molly, my co-host on my show, and she actually does home cleansings. If it's um, something that is beyond our scope or something that we can't deal with or we feel has outclassed us, we actually belong to a network, uh, Paranormal Clergy, which is uh, Bishop James Long's network. 
And if we feel that it is a dark entity or a demonic haunt, we, we, we would rather not deal with that. We'll pass that up the chain so that they can deal with that. Good for you. It's good, it's good yeah. to know what your limits are. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, and, and James uh, Bishop Long is a, is a, great, a great person to uh, use for that, for sure. Oh, he's absolutely wonderful, wonderful man. All right, let's try to pick up Tina, and hopefully she took our advice and listened through uh, the phone. Tina, are you there? Um, well, well, Archie, you know, we have a higher understanding, um, you know, of light and spirit and energy. So um, I charge myself. I'm, I'm on six prayer calls per day. I'm always talking to spirit. So in turn, that is what allows me to um, charge other people. So when I hear them saying things like, oh, my God, this and that, I'm like, you need to change your thoughts. Like, you need to focus a little more. And in turn, if I can charge them, then they can go charge their family members, and then it'll be like a trickling effect because I believe that we're all connected. And just, so many people give up. Like, I believe in cancer and things like that. Okay, I'm not sure Tina was talking to us. Do you guys think she's talking to us? I think she's, like, listening to, like, three shows or something, and she's on her own yeah, until she I, gets on one. So... Tina, we're going to, um, yeah, I don't think that was for us. It was very interesting, but I don't think she was talking to us. She was, she was on it. Well, can you tell us how to get a hold of you, Kevin, please, uh, you know, the name of your group, uh, your Facebook, uh, you know, any information of how we can get a hold of you? Uh, sure. Um, the name of our group is the Madison County Paranormal Research Society, and you can contact us by email at ss. PRS at yahoo.com. Um, you can friend us on Facebook, um, para underscore normal, or you can just look me up by name, Kevin Thompson, and send me a friend request. All I ask is that you send me a message letting me know who you are, because, you know, we are rather discerning, so, we, you know, considering the field, we do get some strange ones out there on occasion. Um, you can also... <laughs> Contact us at HuntsvilleGhostWalk.com. It's a haunted tour in downtown Huntsville, Alabama, um, June through October, every Saturday evening at 6 o'clock. And you can pretty much reach us in any one of those venues. Gosh, I think we could talk forever. I really, maybe, uh, if you would come back, um, you know, maybe in a month or so, maybe in the middle of the summer if you're not too busy, and we can kind of focus maybe on the paranormal aspect and dig into that and how people can handle, you know, energies in their homes, and maybe we'll do kind of a paranormal focus and talk more about some of your investigations, and I can talk, you know, about some of my experience in that as well, and we can kind of slant it that way. Um, that might be kind of fun if you'd be open to doing that. Oh, absolutely, and I'll have to have you back on my show as well, because, I mean, that yeah, really gosh. was a I don't miracle. know. Who knows what might happen? We might want to wait a while on that. The earth might move, or <laughs> I don't know. We might be able to, together, we might be able to stop earthquakes or floods or something. Never know, right? <laughs> With that, <laughs> that combined energy. Yeah, well, um, our show is The Buzz, and we are every Monday night. We're live from 8 until 10 p.m. on ztalkradio.com. And I would love to have you back on again. <laughs> Absolutely. You name a time and place, and it's yours. 
Oh, that's awesome. Well, I look forward to talking to you. I know your wife and I are maybe going to chat at some point, so I look forward to meeting and talking to her as well. But thank you so much. We love you. You're welcome back anytime, and we so appreciate your time. We'll kind of let you get back to your family, and um, we'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dr. Kim. It's been wonderful. Yeah, we've had a good time. Thanks for putting up with all our technical difficulties as well. I appreciate it. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Good night. All right, so it started out kind of rocky, but it ended up kind of well. Um, what do you have any final thoughts, Walt or Denver? No, I'm good. <laughs> You're so funny. Yeah. I think Walt needs to find a final thought. Walt needs to figure or something. I thought it was great. Oh, yeah, um, um, in the chat room. And, 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 yeah, it was going well. After it got rolling, everything was great and everything. And, and like I said, I, I think I understand what happened. Uh, and this is what, and this is why I like to do a test show before. But I, and I did everything have right except for have you log in at the same time I did. <laughs> so yeah, we'll figure it out. That, we would have figured that out. So, but we got it. Yeah, it's all right. We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll edit it up for those of you that come after. So, you probably yeah. won't even get part of this conversation because Denver will take it out for us. I am sure yeah. all the rambling and yeah. the kind of junk, and he'll put it together in a nice presentation where it sounds faster. like it actually. I can make you what? give you a different place. I can make you talk faster. I can do anything I want. Oh, yeah. We've already <laughs> seen how that works out with the purple eyeshadow and the eye rolling. We've, we've already been there, done that. <laughs> you know, I'm just giving you a hard time. Denver's actually wonderful at what he does. So, um, you know, we're trying to bring the show up to professionalism, and, and we're still working on it. So thank you guys for listening because you guys are amazingly faithful, and we really do want to bring you, like, top-notch guests like we had tonight and the professionalism you know, that comes with that. So I want you guys to know we are we're really thankful and we're working on that. I wanted to say Candlesticks had a comment in the chat room. She said, help stop the 2015 Nostradamus earthquake predictions, which I haven't heard those, so I'm going to have to research that. And I think it's um, in September. Looks at, uh, oh, what did you say? You know about them? I think it's supposed to happen in September, but here's the thing, too. Uh, it is interesting because um, there's a, a lot more earthquakes uh, there's a lot more earthquakes going on right now than, than normal. And uh, I, there was a site that was talking about all these dormant volcanoes that now have activity. And um, there's right now over double per month, or this past month, there's been double the earthquakes so far in May. So, you know, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, and we can always do a show on weather, which, you, which probably we wouldn't want to do because I couldn't be quiet, and then that could get me in trouble. Like a lot of things tend to do. Oh, Candlestick said May 28th, too. I guess the predictions oh, can follow. Yeah. Um, but I'll research it, and maybe we'll talk a little bit about that at the beginning of the show. Oh, okay, Denver, you saw I was going to read Rhonda's comment. She said, yes, Denver, you are very talented. See what happens. I have a couple guys on the show. They start getting their own groupies and fan clubs, and it <laughs> all goes downhill from there. Candlesticks also said tomorrow there's a major planetary alignment. Oh, I actually really appreciate that comment. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Anytime there's something like that going on, we really need to um, pay attention to that, and um, that'll change the energy. So we'll try to fill you in on that as well, maybe in some other ways. But, Denver, uh, I think our new outro has all the how to get a hold of us information. Yep. I have a new class 
that's called a gut feeling. If you're interested in joining that or, or getting on our mailing list, you can go to my website, KimberlyMcGeorge.com, sign up for a free gift. You'll hear about all the latest happenings, what's going on with the radio show, and much, much more. Uh, we have a new class that, you know, again, we'll send you an email out. If you're interested, you can write support at KimberlyMcGeorge.com. Uh, otherwise, I'm not going to talk about all the ways to get a hold of me. Um, Candlesticks also says California Pacific Coast, supposedly, so Denver, you better duck and cover. Yep. And thank yep. you, Denver. Thank you, TJ, for showing up. Thank you to Kevin. Thank you, Walt. And thank you to all of you for listening. So we love you. Until next time, thank you. Thank you for listening to The Secret to Everything. You can contact Dr. Kimberly by... Thank you for listening to The Secret to Everything. You can contact Dr. Kimberly by going to our website at drkimberlymcgeorge.com where you'll also find links to stay in touch through social media. Tune in each week at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for more mind-opening episodes of The Secret to Everything. Can you see? Can you hear? Can you feel something stirring from where distant drums sounding out the gathering moment of this? There is no question, and I want to dance and sing. I want to spread my wings Oh, I want to fly And I want to find The secret to everything Oh, I want to shed my skin I want to drink from the eternal spring Oh, I want to ride The sink of the The secret to everything Ancient fire being led to light all across these lines, guiding and giving us new sight. And I can see, and I can hear, oh, I can see something still.